as we come to the end of January and the end of our monthly focus of goal setting. I am super excited to be able to bring you this episode and this conversation to give yet another perspective on goal setting and getting clarity around the why of the goals that you are creating for yourself. Today, I am chatting with mindset and manifestation coach, Chloe Slade, and we talk about how the practice of manifestation can play into helping you get clear and grounded in the reason behind the goals that you're setting. So rather than setting these big, broad statement goals that we can really ground ourselves in the reasoning behind why we want to create this kind of life for ourselves. Chloe also talks about the importance of self-image and the stories that we have about ourselves and the role that they play in us being able to achieve the goals that we set for ourselves. I know what you're thinking, manifestation, but trust me, Chloe is going to give you a really practical approach to manifestation and how to use it to help you move yourself closer to the life that you really want to be living. My name's Laura, a teacher turned creator, but you can think of me like your new internet big sister. And each episode of Fill Up Your Cup, like a deep and meaningful conversation from a friend who never wants you to feel alone in what you're going through. Whether your confidence cup is dried up or your self-love cup is looking a little closer to empty than full, I'm gonna teach you how to add more feel goodness back into your different cups and as a result, your life. So pop in your headphones, cozy up with a warm cup of tea or whatever takes your fancy and let me troubleshoot your problems with you because together and with the right mindset we can face anything welcome to the podcast chloe i am so, so excited to dive into this chat with you today and to talk all things manifesting and self-image and confidence because you're such an inspiration to me on all of those topics. But before we dive into all of the good chat, let me give you an opportunity to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself, about Vibe and Flow and also what you do. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Honestly, I saw this in my calendar today and I was like, I'm ready. Yay. <laughs> I'm ready for this. Let's go. Um, yeah, so I am a manifestation and mindset coach. I essentially help people get out of their own way. You know, I think we are all capable of everything that we truly want. And when I say truly want, we're not meant to be doing it all. It's what we're meant to be really, truly doing, like our heartfelt, soul-led desires. And I think those desires are completely planted within us because we are capable and we are worthy of them. And it's only the self-actualization process that we have to go through to receive that desire. I essentially help people get out of the wrong way, let it be easier, and just have more fun in the process of becoming that version that receives and manifests all the things that you want. But that's the general concept. I found recently I'm in a lot of situations where I'm having to explain it, and it's kind of like, 
that elevated pitch that feels very unnatural so I just want to chat like this but that's essentially what I do um vibe and flow is my company it's the brand in which we kind of do all of the memberships which is like the mindset and manifestation membership we do products um obviously I do my coaching uh but the main sort of part which kind of underlines all of this is that you are the power and your focus is that attention um where wherever you direct it is what grows so I really want to help people get out their own way by directing their focus into a place that's actually going to serve them I love that I love that whole like you have the power to do it you just have to get out of your own way because I feel like I can really relate to that point of sometimes that's like subconscious block of that self-sabotaging that you do just when you're so close to that thing that you want and it can cause so much problems in terms of you actually showing up for yourself and, and doing the thing you want so I love that idea of helping people get out of their own way and I mean I'd love to know how you ended up doing this how did you find your way to being a mindset and manifestation coach yeah so I have been in my own business in some capacity since I was 19. I've done uh different elements different income streams and a lot of that process was really understanding what am I really here to do and I think we can all whether you're super aligned with your purpose or if you're very hazy on your purpose we can also all kind of relate on that idea of that itch that sort of frustration of something's there I just don't know what it is and that's kind of the journey that I was on. Like I said, I've, I've done a marketing, I've been in recruitment, um, accountancy, um, a lot of different things. And uh, basically a part of my life came up where I had the opportunity to follow uh, this passion. And at the time, obviously this is years ago, so it was never really a thing like it is today in a sense of like TikTok and coaches and all of that kind of thing. It was very much an interest. And I was like, this is so fun. Like, I love the idea that you can create your reality. Obviously read The Secret as most people did back then. That's usually the starting point for people like when it comes to the topic of manifestation. (laughs) It is, and I loved it. But there was definitely a lot of disconnects in the sense of like trying to understand. I think this is where a lot of people um kind of step away from the idea of manifestation is we think I'll sit there think about what I want and it will become there and Mm -hmm. that brings excitement disappointment and fear excitement because obviously that's an expansive thought but disappointment because it doesn't happen that way it happens in a very different way but still very powerful and fear because people think oh my goodness if I think a bad thought is that what's going to manifest so I really went on this journey of understanding what manifestation really is, connecting the dots, and then taking that in a way which hopefully people can watch and and understand and then really actually apply as opposed to sort of like this sort of abstract concept. So you'll know that I obviously speak about embodiment quite a lot. Um, And manifestation simply is, and we kind of, when we type in things like into the search bar, whether it's TikTok or Google, we say something like, how to manifest and really we're not learning how to manifest we're learning how to understand the power of manifestation because Mm -hmm. we are always manifesting our thoughts our dominant thoughts feelings actions and beliefs are creating a result whether it's good bad or neutral we're consistently creating a result so we need to understand how to use this phenomenon to actually create something that is a result that we like 
Yeah, I, I love that as well, because I think that's kind of where I started my path. I never read The Secret, but I heard about it. And then I was like, I think I watched like a bit of it on YouTube, but mm -hmm. it didn't really resonate with me until like much later. And I really feel like it was during lockdown in 2020 when I was just like, how can I help myself through all of this unknown and just and accepting that I don't have control over certain things, but also taking back the power of control in other areas. And that's when I kind of started researching it and looking into it a bit more. And I discovered people like Gabby Bernstein, and then I eventually discovered you. And what I love about what you do is that you make manifestation and the practice of manifestation so much more relatable to modern day to day. And like one of the things I love about you is that you're really unapologetic about a manifestation can be asking for the life that you want and the big dreams and the big job or the big salary. And I think that previous to that, I kind of had this illusion of like, I can't ask for big materialistic things. I can't be focused on this big dream for these materialistic reasons, but it's really about getting that clarity on what direction do I want to take my life and that, yeah. that co-creating aspect of it as well yeah and that's why the journal came through so like almost looping back to your other question um it kind of came about because i was like okay i want to create something for me personally to actually implement manifestation so i created the 90-day journal which uses obviously different techniques to help you move forward with your goals and there's a part where in each part of the section you kind of break down your main goals and you write down what you want, but then you write down a controllable goal. Because I do understand a lot of this sort of information out there is is polarizing and sometimes it can feel quite contradicting. Like, mm -hmm. it'll be like, write down your goal, but like, don't write, like don't attach yourself to it. So the point in the journal where you write down your big goal and then you write down a controllable goal is like the controllable goal is where you fall in love with the process. The controllable goal is, where you're moving the needle forward, but you're still doing it in this energy of we're, we're moving towards that bigger goal, but the bigger goal can't be created just me, it's co-creation. So I'm doing my part, the universe is working on divine timing and it's all coming together. Yeah, so about that, that finding the balance, I think that's something I've learned a lot from you and from using as well the vibe and flow manifestation cards. It's that yes, lean into what you want, prepare yourself for what you want, but then also be willing to release what you can't control or when you come to those obstacles mm -hmm. that you weren't expecting, don't let that like sway you off course, lean back into the feeling as well of what you want. That's something that you, I think, really talk about a lot is that connecting with the feeling so that you can make space and get ready for the life you want to be living. Yeah, you've got to practice neutrality. And this is definitely something that I have um, used quite a lot in the, I'd say the last six months of my life. It's been a bit different than the first, like a lot of my life so far. And that doesn't mean bad, but it's also had some challenges. And I was very much about, right, we sit with the feeling. We're mm -hmm. going to sit with it. It may be uncomfortable, but what a lot of us do is we push it down. We ignore it. We numb it. You know, say if you've just broken up with someone, a lot of us will either like go and try and numb it by going crazy and going outside and, you know, doing whatever, not outside, but, you know, going out all the time and disconnecting. Yeah. Or it might go you know, um, go on, on TikTok the whole time or or eat or eat something to numb and binge, basically. And what we've got to do is we've got to sit with that feeling and we've got to go, okay, what is this? Let me just, like, let me just feel it. 
it may be uncomfortable, but let me just feel it so it can pass through as opposed to pushing it down and making it part of our vibration. So it is very much a case of really sitting with how we are feeling and then using that to either get clearer on what we do want or to do more of the thing that's making us feel good. I love that. And I think as well, I know that everyone's personal story is different, but I feel like collectively 2022 was a big transition year. Like I think I feel like everyone that I spoke to last year went through some kind of a phase where they really had to get clarity on what they actually wanted. And I don't know if that's like a knock-on effect of the previous two years where we thought 2022 was going to be the quote unquote back to normal year, but it really wasn't. Like I I had a big period last year where I was like, how do I actually get back to what I want? Because I've suddenly become so disconnected from it without even realizing because I was so stuck in that hustle culture, like do the next thing, do the next thing. And I didn't realize that that was really just creating this resistance and this block as well between me getting clarity on what I wanted and also being okay to go, okay, this is what I want and I'm gonna ask for it and I'm gonna start working towards it. And in terms of how your clients or you personally, what kind of comes up in terms of resistance and, and blocks to manifestation in your experience and how do you help people to move past that? Yeah, it's such a good question. I give my clients a visualization, which is the idea that if you imagine like a boy in water, you know, those little floating balls um, on the water, if you were to take that boy and you were to put it underneath the water, that's the resistance. That's the equivalent of all of your limiting beliefs, the limiting patterns and narratives, society, what your friends said, all of these kinds of things. That's the action of pressing the boy underwater. Now, we don't actually need to do anything to push the boy back up. We've just got to remove the resistance, i.e. remove your hands off, the boy will come floating back up. We don't need to push the boy up to get out of water. And that's what we are as humans, is that we naturally do have a high vibration. It's just unworking all of these sort of narratives, stories, the things that we're consuming. So I would say, and you know, for anyone who's listening, is get super clear on what you want. This might come from the fact that you don't like something in your life right now, you know, something you don't find is working, you don't really like the feeling of, that is your power to transmute into what it is you do want to feel. So you take that and you go, oh, okay, I don't like the way I have to work in this way, or I don't like the way the fact that I feel this way, or I don't like the fact that this is how I have to stay healthy, or whatever it is, whatever you don't like in your life, use that to flip it, get clear on what it is that you do want. Once you've got that clarity, then you've got to go, okay, so when I think about this goal, what's coming up for me? You know, you might be like, right, I want to make double the amount of income. And you might then have resistance of, well, that's not possible. I have to work harder. How is that even going to happen? People won't want to pay me for that. You have all this resistance. And then when you've got it all laid out, you can actually see it objectively for what it is, which is just a story. It's just a narrative. And then you can do the work on that to change and fit the story, which comes through, you know, the subconscious mind work. It comes through the self-image work. And that becomes your journey then, basically. It would be nice to sort of just go, oh, that's it, and it's fine. But that will give you some sort of awareness. And then with that awareness, becomes choice to change. I've got like goosebumps listening to you <laughs> to talk about that because it's when you give that image of pushing the boy under the water and the fact that the only resistance is you holding it down it just really like 
clarifies that so often we are our own block to moving forward. It's like you have the goal and yes, the gap between where you want to be and where you are now might be a big gap, but the only way you're going to close it is by taking the first step and doing the first small right action. Yeah. But if you keep like listening to the resistance, then you're you're never going to move forward and, and you're the one who's who's holding it. So that's like, yeah. that's given me goosebumps. That's just put a lot into perspective right now. Well, and here's the thing. The other part of that is like, that should be the fun work as well, right? We're not, um, we're not here just to be like, oh, there's the goal, done. There's the goal, done. We would get no fulfillment. Humans love the challenge. They do. I mean, create problems for ourselves a lot of the time I'm not saying every time not saying all the time I'm not saying any of that but what I'm saying is ask yourself I, is this really an issue you know let's say um you want to manifest more money and you're like right I want to make this income goal the 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 speeding up of that desire actually being your reality comes from you enjoying the process of you going on that journey you know like mm-hmm. have fun creating the podcast the, the income streams um getting out there being yourself online attracting new people in having great conversations like that's the fun bit and that's like the money is just a natural result of you having fun expressing yourself creating impact and and creating what's coming through you that self-expression so I think whatever you're trying to manifest I would focus on making the process the enjoyable bit and the actual goal and actual result yeah it's, it's so true as I think like the thing that I do very much is like I set the big goal and that's the exciting part it's like the the inspiration session the vision boarding and it's all there and it's super exciting and then it's like this is where I am and then this is what the goal looks like and it's suddenly so overwhelming I want it tomorrow I want to figure out how to do today all of the things that are going to bridge the gap between where I am and where I want to be but it's that releasing the the time and just enjoying the process of each little step and it it's like giving yourself a deadline sometimes for these big life goals doesn't really help either because then you focus on getting it done by a certain point rather than enjoying the journey as you've said yeah i'll give you an example like just before we jumped on i i didn't feel too good it was just like that you know that first time of the month didn't feel too good and i was like right we're gonna have some nice cozy soup I'm not gonna make a um big mess in the kitchen and cook something extravagant I'm just gonna have a nice cozy soup and I I don't know what made me do it but I didn't take the lid off the soup bowl so when I did take the lid off the soup bowl the soup went everywhere Mm. it was all over my hands all over my hair and then shortly after I was making a cup of tea and I don't know how I did it but again I I'm like missed the cup entirely and poured it on my hand. These aren't pleasant experiences. You know, they're not going to be things I remember in five years time, but they're not pleasant. What so many of us do in this, the reason I'm bringing it up is like these, this is like resistance points, right? Like me um, spilling hot soup and hot water within the same like 10 minutes. It's annoying. But what I did, and first of all, I felt frustrated and then I, I laughed. And, and the reason I'm saying this is because that's just a good point in my day. It's not going to be like the pivotal point in my day. It's just a point that happened. And that relates into the resistance and the process because when something does happen, you know, maybe someone says no to your proposal or, you know, someone says this or whatever it may be, you've just got to laugh at that point because and then move on. If you make that your story, then you're going to tune into that narrative. Like I could easily have gone, well, it's a bad day then, you know, I don't feel well and I'm going to 
you know, I've spilt this and it's a bad day. No, it was a bad five minutes. And I'm now having a great conversation with you, you know. So it, yeah, the point of that little metaphor in terms of the bigger life goals is don't let these things that come up that are unpleasant or undesirable be the thing that you tune into. Just look at it and move through. That's an excellent piece of advice. And it's, it's also about the way our brain is built as well from a psychology point of view. It's if you start to lean into that, like I'm having a bad day now, yeah. your brain will start to give you evidence of that. It will look for other ways to show you that you're having a bad day. So you've got to be aware of it and flip the narrative. It's like the Friday the 13th thing. If you know it's a Friday the 13th, you will find things that you can blame on Friday the 13th. But how many times have we went through a Friday the 13th where you get to the end of the day and you realize, oh, it was Friday the 13th that I didn't have any bad luck. But it was just a matter of what are you directing your focus towards, which is that powerful thing that you always say is like where your focus is, your energy flows. Yeah. And it's like, what are you consuming? So yesterday I had a very busy day. It was a little bit of a different day to normal. And I put some content up on social media. Then I was basically away for the whole day. And I got home. I had a really lovely day. It was, like I said, not a normal day in the life, but it was just like a a day that I didn't really know what to expect and it happened to be a wonderful day. And then I went onto social media and it was like, oh, it was Blue Monday today. And it's like, oh, I didn't even realize I had a great day. Like I didn't even know it was. But what what I, I think about is like how many people read that in the morning and then was like, well, it's Blue Monday, so I'm gonna yeah. be blue today. You know, the same with the Friday the 13th. And the point that I'm saying here is like, be mindful of what you're consuming because that's also what's creating the resistance is what you're consuming. I mean, just before we move on to our, our next talking point, I'd love to take a second just to sit on that because I feel like that is something people struggle with today is not realizing how much of what they are consuming is impacting their mindset and their own resilience to keep going over the challenges towards their goals. What advice would you give to someone in terms of like doing an audit on that aspect of their life to clearer their mindset? I mean, when, when a client comes on with me, I say, what three areas of your life would, if you were to work on, would then ripple out onto the other areas? So for example, if someone works on their health, it's probably gonna improve their family life because they're gonna have more energy or their business because they're gonna have more focus. So what we do is we look at the, the sort of three areas so what I would get someone to do is look at those three areas, like choose it out of all of the things in your life. And if you're not sure, oh, I don't know what three areas, do a full life audit, go through and rate each part of your life and go, okay, what am I feeling? How am I feeling in relation to relationships, to myself, to my health, to my business, to money, whatever it may be. So once you got clear on those three areas, I would then look at, okay, what am I consuming in relation to this? And how intentional am I being with what I'm actually consuming? So as you've probably seen, I've talked about this offering called Brainwash Yourself for Success. That's then gonna be feeding into something which is the art and you, which is all about embodiment. And part of that is where we, we intentionally choose the beliefs that we want to believe, regardless of whether we do or don't. So you wanna choose the beliefs that you want to intentionally believe especially in those three life areas. And then you want to be intentionally programming your mind for those beliefs. So for example, I do not look at my phone when I first wake up, I turn my alarm off, which I do use my phone for, but then I chuck on my affirmation track that I've created specifically for those three areas. So instantly I'm tuning into that narrative. 
I also then would, while I'm laying in bed, I'd say like, okay, like what am I choosing to tune into today? It's a very intentional point. Now it's a bit more natural for me, obviously, because, you know, I do it all the time. But at first you've got to bring that intentional side of things. The other flip side of that is looking at going, okay, well, these three areas of my life are very important to me, but I'm tuning into the news and what my friend's saying. And I'm following these people on social media that don't make me feel good. And they're all talking about news or money or whatever it may be. And you've then got to go, I have the choice. I have the free will to remove those things or to keep going. But ultimately what's going to happen is I'm either going to counteract the good work that I'm doing on the intentional side of things or I'm going down like a, a rabbit hole. So three areas, choose the beliefs that you want to pick, intentionally program your mind for those things, put post-it notes around, listen to affirmation tracks, journal, script, all of that good stuff, and then remove the things that do not support those beliefs. That's very simple and clear. And and also I think like it's, I love that you said like put the affirmations around, even like recording yourself telling you each morning your own affirmations that you want so that it's playing. Because again, it comes into that psychology of our brain is going to bring our attention to things that support that, that we're feeding it. So like it plays into that subconscious mind thing that, you know, whether you're a very spiritual spiritual person or not, there is a lot of psychology to this of what you are feeding and consuming your subconscious mind is always looking for evidence to back it up. And that's like really important. I think like we don't pay enough attention to it with social media. And I think even in how social media has changed in the last couple of years where we get more of like suggestions on our feed, like be confident in muting something that is not in line with the life you want to live or the feelings that you want to feel. Yeah. And that's a great example. And just to bounce off that is like social media is a perfect, especially TikTok is a perfect example of how me and you could both go on TikTok at the same time. But depending on what the things we've paid attention to, i.e. focused on the videos that we've let play and not skip past, we're gonna get more of those sort of things. So if you're on TikTok and you watch a video about food, you're probably gonna get more food videos, you know? Or I, I think I've seen someone say, wow, like the For You page is, is so specific. Well, yeah, because it, it's picking up on where your attention is and it's saying, this is important to this person, give them more of it. So if you're consuming bad things and things that don't serve you, the universe, the same sort of algorithm in that sense, is like, oh, she really cares about this thing. Let's give her more. I love that. <laughs> the TikTok algorithm is the universe. It's, exactly. it's such a good comparison. I think it's also like, it's such a good comparison in terms of the control that you have of it. And like, I love the TikTok algorithm because I think it's so brilliant for that. If you do want to see more of a, thi- of a thing, it will show you. And you also have the power if it puts something up on your feed that is so not what you want, hit the button and say, this is not for me because it won't show it to you again. Like reprogramming other parts of your life if something doesn't sit with you like be aware of that because I think also the things that make us uncomfortable we learn we can learn a lot about ourselves from that and we are in that numbing kind of society phase where we're like this makes me uncomfortable so I'm not going to touch that I'm going to put it over here in, in my mind but that's not how it works it will come back in some other form exactly exactly and if you think about the the saying even like pay pay attention it's like you are paying with your attention like mm, so powerful. what would you like to buy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's also a good segue to my next question for you because 
Um, last year, you really started to lean into, and you've kind of already mentioned it, this concept of writing your own narrative and yeah. working on self-image. And I think that's mm -hmm. something that a lot of my listeners would be able to relate to. And just the impact that when we're not really paying attention to our self-image and we're not really connecting with our ability to increase our confidence even, the impact that that can have on other areas of our lives. So speak to me a little bit in terms of directly with visualization and manifestation, the the impact that not, I guess, working on your self-image self or not checking in with that narrative can have. Yeah, I mean, the self-image is very simply the image of what we see ourselves. You know, there'll be a different self-image to how you see money and how you see yourself in relation to money, how you see health and how you see yourself in relation to health, the set of beliefs that you have around health or money or relationships, and then how you see yourself in relation to those beliefs is what's creating your reality. You know, those dominant thoughts, feelings, actions and beliefs come from the image of what you hold in yourself. So if you are thinking, right, I want to attract more money, you've got to look at the fact of, okay, how do you currently see and believe about money? Like, do you believe money is hard to make or easy to make? Do you think it's possible for other people and not for you? Like, what is it that you're really tuning into? And that comes back to what I was saying earlier about writing out what it is that you want and then writing out the resistance you have to it. Those beliefs is what's creating your reality. So if you're tuned into that money is easy to make or money is hard to make, that's just a program that's playing on your mind. And the way it works is that your brain has a part of... um like a, I'm going to simplify this massively so it's essentially like a network of neurons that is called your reticular activating system and this reticular activating system the RAS is a filtering system so as you go through your day you can't possibly take in every single thing that you see because there's so much of it but what the the RAS does is it goes okay in into the filter it goes oh that person is being mean to the other person over there um, and they're in like a love spat and we believe that my, um, that relationships are hard. So we're going to take note of that as we walk through the high street, for example. Or, you know, we might go onto social media and well, we believe that we're not good enough. So let's look at that person that's doing really well and tune into the narrative that, you know, we're not, we're not good. Obviously, we're not doing this on a conscious level. This is mm. all happening on a subconscious level but the, the reticular activating system is simply just pointing out things that we think is of interest and that's what I was just saying with the the sort of universal algorithm and and, and TikTok is we're just we're just noticing things that our mind thinks is important to us so the way visualization and things like this come into it is that visualization is scientifically proven to change the network of neurons that is the reticular activating system. Like they actually changed on graphs. So through visualization. So, you know, if you're visualizing and tuning into a narrative and an image of yourself that serves you, i.e. relationships get to be really really good and nourishing and support your bigger vision and you get to have fun making money and health gets to be a natural uh, result of you expressing yourself if you're tuning into narratives like this that's going to be the reality in your reticular activating system is going to point out things that relate to that unfortunately a lot of us because we've been programmed by other people you know the people that we've grown up around we're still tuned into narratives that we're like on old software we're running on like old updates. We need to go, okay, let's get a new update. Let's choose what we want to believe, regardless of whether we believe it or not yet. I want to choose what I believe. And then you can go through the process of things like visualization, self-image work to change that. But 
a big part of the self-image is understanding how do you currently see yourself and what do you believe and what would better serve you. That's one of the big blocks that I personally came against like last year specifically in terms of it was my first year, you know, full-time working for myself and I had an idea of what I wanted that to look like. But what I didn't realize was that I didn't fully believe in that idea subconsciously. And so what happened was I started to self-sabotage. And again, I wasn't like fully aware of this until I started to do the work on myself and to really plug into that narrative. And um, I, you know, I started to like do meditations and I started a morning uh, journaling practice where I would just write stream of conscious no matter what I was feeling. And that was so enlightening because what the narrative was that started to come up for me was this feeling that I wasn't worthy of where I currently was. And that feeling that I wasn't worthy, that narrative that I was telling myself was causing me to self-sabotage when it came to opportunities presenting themselves that would actually help move me forward. And that was things like not meeting deadlines, things like not replying to an email that I was excited about straight away because I would like feel nervous about it. And it's about like that upper limit as well of like what our subconscious mind has learned we are quote unquote worthy of. But getting to that place and doing that work is a really long process. And I, I'm definitely like still in the place where I'm working through it, but I've hopefully reached the place where I'm more mindful of it now, where I can start to catch myself out when I do go into that, as you say, old software where something is happening and, and I can realize, okay, you're self-sabotaging. This is not the narrative you want. This is the narrative that is programmed into you that you are working on changing. So my next question for you would be for someone who is at that place now, who has those big dreams or those big goals, but they're starting to realize that their narrative about themselves or the image that they have about themselves doesn't match up. Where can they start in terms of becoming more mindful of that self-sabotaging narrative? And what kind of tools can they use to support themselves specifically in the moments where we start to revert to that negative narrative? The awareness is key. So first of all, that depends and, and that can look at or look like different depending on your budget and your and your requirements and and your time, basically. You know, people have different amounts of time and different amounts of money to invest in this process. The first part regardless of that is awareness, you know, what is actually going on. You know, if you can work with a coach and you can have that reflection and that's gonna speed up things because obviously you're getting guided through, but that's not to say you can't do it on your own either. It's going to be a case of you keep coming back to that awareness point it's just a little bit harder sometimes because obviously you're having to hold yourself accountable whilst mm. also doing the work um but the, the main thing is you want to become aware aware of what is going on what's actually the crux of it you know i was working with a client the other day and it, essentially what was happening is she wanted freedom and she was tuned into a narrative of that more money or higher like better relationships um, would actually require her to have more responsibility. So she was rejecting quality relationships that she wanted to have and self-sabotaging and the same with her business and the same with her health, which were her three main areas. And she would be doing things that would really just reject what she wanted, although consciously she wanted the, you know, a good relationship and a good health and great thriving business. But what was happening is she was rejecting it 
because she felt it was going to create more responsibility because that was the narrative that she was tuned into had no idea that this was what was going on had no idea and that comes up through like i said the awareness point which you can do in many ways which is basically going to be holding up a mirror to yourself it's uncomfortable and it can be hard at times but it's going to be the thing that's going to really move you forward so essentially awareness is the first thing you can do this through journaling you can do this through meditation you can do this with a coach you could do it with a whole different toolkit it's completely up to you but essentially when you do this become aware and then once you become aware you can then choose to change right so that awareness comes choice choice becomes change um but i think whoever's like thinking right now okay where do i start you really have to go what is going on right now in my life and why is that what narrative supports that you may not be able to go oh it's because of this reason in the same way as i just explained but you might be able to go okay well money is hard right now so that must mean that i have a belief that money is hard to make for example so you can kind of flip it on like a basic level and then you can keep going which is a technique that i do with my clients can get quite annoying at times but but for them is because i'll go but why so you know they might say oh money is hard to make oh why because you have to put a lot of time in okay but, but why do you have to put time in and then you go deeper and deeper and deeper until you get the crux of it and like i said it can be annoying for yourself you know to, to keep going but why is this like why do i believe this but it's through each level you'll remove each layer of resistance. For the second year in a row, I am running a free self-love workshop for Valentine's Day designed to help you celebrate and strengthen the most important relationship in your life, the one you have with yourself. This year, the focus of the workshop will be on the topic of self-confidence and how we can support ourselves to keep showing up for ourselves and our goals and our values even on those low confidence days when we feel those uncomfortable feelings and we're facing some of those biggest challenges that are going to come our way this year. We'll also explore self-care ideas for boosting our self-image and how we can use journaling to help us rewrite some of those unhelpful narratives that we hold about ourselves. This is going to be a jam-packed one-hour workshop and it is completely free to sign up for and attend. If you want to join me on Zoom on Monday the 13th of February for some feel-good self-love talk, then head on over to laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash valentines or use the link in the show notes to register for free now. I can't wait to see you there and to do lots of lovely work to help you feel good about yourself and the relationship that you have with yourself this Valentine's Day. If you're not going to get the answer the first time, but the more that you become aware of it and the more you become sub like conscious not subconscious but conscious in the moments especially in the challenging moments like why is this so difficult why am i feeling the feeling mm -hmm. giving it names like calling it out giving it names 
even for me, like what's really powerful is writing down the narrative when I'm having a bad day, because I've noticed that my mind on a, like in a bad moment that I'm not actually using my tools and coping with it is a very different place to my mind on a good day. And it's easy to be in a good place on a good day. But when you start to actually write down your own internal narrative in a challenging moment, and then read it back when you're maybe like calmed down and you've worked through it and come back and look at it with fresh eyes it's so eye-opening and to almost like read it back from the perspective of like if someone else said this about themselves if someone I cared about said this to me about themselves what would I think what advice would I give them and and that's really powerful in terms of just seeing because I think like the subconscious mind when you're having those bad moments Mm -hmm. it really just spills more of your truth that you then you can access when you're in the good place exactly and i could bring up another client in a different relate uh, in a different relation um is we did some inner work and we did some awareness points and what we realized which was just like when she realized she she just burst out into tears and it's because she was going for men that she had to really like almost not even work to change prove herself to Mm. and this originated back deep into obviously her childhood and basically she was only picking people that she had to that she felt were not even better than her it was more of a case of just she that wouldn't be fully satisfied in her energy who didn't really appreciate her energy didn't really love her energy and cherish it or want to treat her well so she would attract these guys and she'd be highly attracted to them and she consistently would be doing all of the things like people pleasing to another level to prove oh i am worthy i'm good and what was happening as soon as they were like oh my goodness this this woman's amazing like she's incredible lose interest because it was just the proof of what she wanted to do it is like that sort of uh it was kind of a mix of validation a mix of people pleasing a mix of childhood and once we understood it we could then work on okay well what beliefs would better serve you what kind of people would better serve that you know I believe there's someone for everyone and that's basically what we then delved into is just like what does that look like you know Mm, yeah it comes back to that point about clarity as well and I think that until you get the clarity on the story mm-hmm. that you have created for yourself and also the story that as you've already said your own experiences and mm-hmm. upbringing and yeah. past traumas or whatever it is has created for you once you are starting to get clear on that story you can then start to get clear on as you said what can help me move past this what can balance this what kind of what does that look like in the people that I want to bring into my life and the work that I want to do and and everything and and that's where the like real clarity comes um and just like coming back to that point about self-worth because I feel like that's something that's really coming through in this conversation is so many of us have this underlying issue or this subconscious belief of not being worthy and then seeking out situations where we have to prove our worth so what are some things that you would recommend to your clients or our listeners if you're struggling with that self of sense of self-worth to start reprogramming your mind to believe in that sense of worth yeah get to know what you like half of us uh do not understand what we actually like like do, do you like i realize this as well i like on a personal level I'm like, oh, I don't actually know if that's something I like or if I like it because my parents liked it or because 
an old boyfriend when I was 18 liked it or you know these kinds of things it's like do I like it that's what I would start off with is what do I like what do I want what would make me feel good in this moment what would make me feel good this week what would make me feel good this month understanding what you want and what you like is a key thing and then this is the part that I think is game-changing you can do this on big levels small levels whatever works for you but you want to say something to yourself i.e I'm going to go and do that workout because I know it's something that I really want to do. I know I'm going to love it when I'm there. It's going to make me feel good afterwards. And then follow through on that promise to yourself. This is what so many, this is where lack of trust is where lack of belief, self-trust, self-worth comes in is because we say something like, oh, I really want to go and do like that thing. Take, I'll give you a perfect example. I wanted to take myself to Milan and I wanted to have a solo trip. And part of me was just like, oh should I do it like is it the right time like all of these different things but at the start of the year I had said to myself one way or another I'm gonna go away this year and I want it to be Milan and it's gonna it's gonna be great and we were in December I believe and I was like oh my goodness it's the last month we are running out of time I want to follow through on this this promise to myself and I'm so glad I did there were so many good things that came from that trip but that's a bigger example a smaller example would be like I want to go and have a coffee and just sit with myself and then resistance might come up. You haven't got time. You're not worth it. Like these little, these are like little signals of uh, telling ourselves that we're not worth it. You know, oh, I'm not worth just getting myself dressed up and looking good for me, or I'm not worth that coffee, or I'm not worth whatever it may be. Obviously I'm using different examples here. The point is follow through on the promises to yourself. You know, if you want to build that self-worth and that self-trust, understand what you like and then start following through on those promises to yourself that's so powerful again I just I'm getting goosebumps listening to you say that I'm also getting emotional because I think that whole like saying I want this thing but then also going I can't have this thing until this or Mm -hmm. like especially I think when it comes to like money and the the environment and the the current climate that we find ourselves in Um, like I'll put stuff in my Amazon basket and they're not like outrageously expensive things. They are things that I can afford, but I'll go, I can't buy that until I get X, Y, Z. And, and then I'll, I'll treat myself to it. And then all I'm doing is feeding into this narrative of my inner people pleaser, uh, like in my inner, like perfectionist in that I can only feel good if I earn it, but actually you can show up for yourself in that space and give yourself what you need. And I think it's also like true of that old saying, you have to love yourself first before someone else can truly love you, is that if you can't show up for yourself and give yourself what you need, then you're also not going to expect that from other people. And you are going to find yourself in friendships or relationships or even family situations where you don't believe you're worthy of upholding your own boundaries and asking for what you need and deserve. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of the money, for example, is is not necessarily even a money uh, belief. Sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, no, I believe money can be easy and money can be really fun and, and for her or for him or for them. Yes. Not for me. And then that's where the worthiness comes in. So it's not even like a belief of how money is. It's a belief of of worthiness to self. And I think when you go, okay, I'm going to let myself follow flow and and do the things that I really want to do. I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. I moved into this apartment and 
uh, first my, well, my external reality and people around me were like, do you think this is the right decision? Do you like, it was questioning a lot of the things. And I, this is the thing I always stand by, two massive beliefs that have really made massive changes in my life. To get extraordinary results, you've got to take non-ordinary action. Like you cannot be taking what everyone thinks or what's logistical and expect magic and miracles. Um, the other part of that is you've got to act from a place of vision, not circumstance. You know, mm. if you are, oh, I can't shop on social media yet because I haven't got the following. You know, oh, I'll show up when, when the following is there, well, the following isn't going to come. Until you show up. <laughs> exactly. Or like the clients, you know, I'll I'll be disciplined and I'll do my routine and, and I'll show up with confidence to sell when I've got, you know, three or four clients. Well, three or four clients have got to come from the confidence that you have. And one of the things that I did when I was first starting out is I put time in my calendar. I decided, right, Tuesdays and Thursdays are my coaching days. The, these are my, like, I'd literally put slots in ready for when someone comes. I would speak about it. And it was never a lie, but the first part I remember talking about, about it, I had one person, and she's still a client to this day, and she said, hey, like, I know it's not something you offer, but would you consider coaching? And I was like, oh, because I... I had the limiting belief that it had to be hard and I'd have to work with people I didn't like. But I was like, well, I like this person. So, okay, we'll give it a go. And I shared like the behind the scenes and another part that I did, and this is what I'd recommend if someone's just starting out as well, is like share your thoughts on how it would go. So you don't have to be like, oh, pretend there's a fake client. But share, be like, okay, if we work together, these are the things that you're gonna, we're gonna be working on together. But those are different energies, you know, when we, we're having fun and we're, we're focusing on the presence of it. This is what I mean by putting it in your calendar and, and these kinds of things. You you come at it from a place that it's already done. And that's why you've got to show up and embody. And this is why I'm so passionate about this like next group coaching that I've got coming up. Is like, you've got to have the embodiment piece. For the longest time, I was doing the journaling, like before, obviously I started the business. I was doing the journaling and I was doing all the mindfulness and I was doing all the things, but it's the embodiment piece, the actual work that is becoming that person and being that person that receives the desire so yeah I think a big part of this whole self-worth thing and self-doubt and these kinds of elements and, and conversations is you've got to know what it is you want and then go on the journey of becoming and understanding what that looks like for example one more point on this is like if you were like right I want to um become I don't know a fitness blogger Obviously, that's not something I do, but if it was, for example, what does a day in the life of look like for a fitness blogger? What kind of habits do they have in place? What kind of mindset do they have? What kind of uh, routine do they have? Like all of these different things and then start there. I love that. It's, it's like that proof it's possible thing as well. Like that, like uh, Lucy Sheridan says, you know, no one gets to skip the work. So it's not about looking at what that person has and what you don't have or expecting like if I think about it hard enough it's just gonna appear in my life I think that's a big misconception that people have about manifestation it's about getting the vision getting clear and then it's about the accountability of how can you make space for this in your life how can you start to prepare yourself for it so when the opportunities present them to present themselves to you you are ready to step into them rather than like I want to be like in your example I want to be a coach or I want to be a fitness blogger and then when that first opportunity comes forward you haven't worked on that narrative and so you go I'm not ready yet so I'm gonna pass on this one until the next one and that's 
like that's that self-sabotaging thing because when the next one comes around will you be ready then probably not so I love that idea of like putting it in your calendar or like really starting to look at people who are living the lifestyle that you want to live from not like from a bad comparison point of view but rather from a here's the proof it's possible here's the proof that someone can live this way so why can't I live this way like there's a gap to bridge but like I can start to to bridge that gap yeah you're so right and it's literally one of the questions I asked my clients this morning she said she wanted x amount more clients and I said amazing I was like if they knocked on the door tomorrow and they're like right ready are you ready to facilitate that and she was like well no I haven't actually got the time in my diary to do that so I said well energetically instantly you're going to be selling and it's going to be contracting the energy because you genuinely haven't got the physical capacity to take on any more people same as if like you're struggling with your serving your existing clients there's no point doing the sales part because you're not going to be able to call those people in you've kind of got to do both simultaneously or focus on pairing what it is that you want I love that let's kind of before we we finish things up let's come back to this bigger picture of manifestation and for someone who maybe only has experience of the secrets version of manifestation and we're coming up to the end of January now so for someone who's listening who has this big goal and this big uh dream for 2023 and I'm probably talking about myself as well because I do have these big goals and I've got this big gap between where I am now and where I want to be Mm -hmm. and how can we use our manifestation practice and our visualization tools to help us not only like bridge that gap but also figure out what the next steps are like yeah down to the smallest what's the first right action that we can take yeah, so you would write out your goal, whatever it may be, as if it's already a reality. I make this amount, this is what my life looks like, I feel this way in my body, this is what my relationship looks like, whatever. Um, write it out as if it's already a reality. And then what you want to do is, again, sit with that controllable goal. Like, what is the thing that if you were to focus on, would, would move towards in that other bigger goal in the right direction? You know, if you want to create more of an income flow for example then what are you feeling called to do you know release a membership create a new product create a different offering create a new service like what do you feel called to do that's going to move you forward and then you break that down even further into the actual embodiment steps it's like okay so i want to create more income or i want to create this body i want to do whatever it is that you want to do what does that intuitively look like sit with it for a sec like i will sit at my goals because you can't do everything right you've got to do this to actually move you forward um, and it's been intuitively right. So I will sit with it and go, okay, like I feel um, scared about this new income goal. Okay, why do I feel scared? Like let's work through it. Oh, I feel scared because it looks like it's going to be more time. Okay, so I really want to work on an energy and an action point to contribute that. So for example, oh, it's going to take more time. Well, an energy sort of thing could be um, flipping that as like I had the perfect amount of time. On an action front of point of view, it will be looking at, okay, what can I streamline in my life to make sure that I have more time, for example. So you really want to break it down like that. And then I would go into something like the Brainwash Yourself for Success, um, which is a current offering that I have. And it's essentially the process that you go through is writing out what it is you want, what it is you want, writing out the resistance or the beliefs that are holding you back, flipping them, creating some core beliefs, and then embodying those core beliefs. So obviously that's a very simplification of the entire process, but that's essentially what you're going to be doing. And then you have these core beliefs, you know, like my confidence attracts my desires. 
things get to be easy for me now. Um, all my effort and energy is compounding to create my my reality and my desires. Um, you know, extraordinary results take ex extraordinary action. Um, I create from a place of vision, not lack. All of these things then become core beliefs that you make part of, you know, one of the things is that, you know, I have a magnetic energy. I want people love to be around me. These are not, people get worried, oh, does that look superficial? Does that look like, you know, big headed? No, it's you backing yourself. It's you having that energy behind who you want to be. Create those core beliefs and start acting in alignment. And I love that idea of like writing out those core beliefs as well. And, and also like putting them somewhere that when you are in that frantic mindset, because again, that this is something that I learned a lot last year was it's easy to raise your vibrations. It's easy to sit in a meditation when you're already like, yes, I can do this. Like when the opportunities are flowing in and you're in a good place and it's all yes, 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 then it's very easy to sit and be like, I am this person, I am doing this thing. But where those things are really powerful, where those affirmations, where those core beliefs are going to really come in handy is the day that it's not or the week that it's yeah. not or the month that it's not and it's harder to show up for yourself and tell yourself those things in that moment but it's also so much more powerful because you are working to undo those narratives exactly. about yourself by simply showing up and even if you're reading that affirmation and you don't believe it you are subconsciously teaching yourself that you are worth the time of sitting down and focusing on this goal that you want. And that's where it has the long-term effect of being able to be more mindful about it further down exactly. the road. Exactly. You know, I've been put in positions already this year where um, they've come in place. And one of them is, you know, like I can match the energy of the room. I can match the energy of the people, you know, whoever I'm with. I can, I can match that because sometimes we go into, oh, I've got a scary interview or I've got a scary um, meeting or uh, instantly puts you on the back foot. And it's, it's like that belief, for example, it's like, no, I can match the energy, you know, what, what that person's feeling like or doing or putting out there, I can match it, you know, and that's something I'm natural at. Another one is I take things in my stride. So when things don't go well, it's okay, I take them in my stride. Yeah. One that you've said, actually, I think it was in one of your former podcasts that mm -hmm. has stuck with me since you that I listened to you say it was about anxiety because I am a very anxious person um, and you talked about how anxious energy and excited energy often feel the same physically in your body and this has been so powerful for me especially when it's anxiety related to my goals and getting closer to moving something forward is this telling myself you're not anxious you're excited because this matters to you you're excited about it but your your brain is telling you you're you're anxious that like subconscious mind that ego is blocking you because you're about to step out of your comfort zone and if you feel like it's anxiety but actually you're excited and when i start telling myself i'm excited about it and it's not like an instant result but when i start leaning into that i'm like oh yeah actually i am excited about this because it does matter to me and it really helps move me through what it is i want to step up and do exactly exactly and you tell yourself that and then you can move through it you know or move with the fear it's okay yeah. to be scared you know exactly it's that like it's that soothing thing as well it's not as you said there's so many of us that disconnect and numb ourselves from those big feelings and therefore we don't deal with that subconscious narrative mm -hmm. and it's not about 
everything is going to feel okay. I think that's another misconception people have about manifestation work is you are going to feel okay all of the time. Mm -hmm. No, you are going to have tools to help move you through those really uncomfortable moments because you have a really clear vision about where you want to go and everything else is just like an obstacle in the road that you are moving yourself around to get back to where you're going. And I think the, the, just to add to that last point really is that mindset isn't going to change the situation. Mindset's going to change your perspective and the perspective will change the result. Oh, that's so powerful. Mindset doesn't change the situation. It changes the perspective. It also changes the experience, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that perspective and that experience will change the overall result. You know? Yeah, so true. Before we finish, um, obviously this podcast is called Fill Up Your Cup. So something that I'm starting to ask guests is to share one way that they are keeping their cup topped up because as we know, we cannot pour from an empty cup. So what is one way that you are filling into your own cup at the moment, Chloe? I am cooking really wholesome food intuitively in a way that feels good. So I'm taking time to source the ingredients from a lovely place. I'm taking time to cook the ingredients in a way that feels good, having some jazz, lighting candles. I am then enjoying it by not numbing myself watching TV all the time, but sitting there and enjoying the meal. And that has been so game changing because it gives me a date with myself and it's saying you're worthy of this nice meal, you're worthy of this time, and you're worthy of it. Tell us, Chloe, if someone wants to find you and your work, where can they find you and what do you have coming up that maybe our listeners might find interesting or helpful on their own manifesting journey this year? Yeah, so vibeandflow.com and I'm it's Chloe Slade online. So you'll be able to find the Vibe and Flow account through my own account and obviously find me personally if that's something given the sort of tips and things most days. Um, but in terms of offerings, we have a very entry level. We have the physical manifestation journal, uh, manifestation money cards. We have the art and you, um, which is coming up. But actually another one that is more accessible in, in terms of a price point is um, the brainwash yourself for success. That's a really good starting point. I would really recommend if there's one thing that you do, the brainwash yourself for success. It has, you know, guides. It's got more drops coming. It's got a, a masterclass coming it's going to really give you that support if you're just trying to work out and make significant change more rapidly. Um, but if you're looking for more of like a long-term um, embodiment, we've got the Art and You coming up, which is a group coaching program, 13 weeks of intentional work to create this art that is you um, and to manifest being the version of you that receives what you want. So on more of a sort of premium side, we have um, that. And then the last one would be sort of one-to-one -one coaching, which um, is is opening I think two spots we were coming uh next month so yeah that is that vibe <laughs> you're busy and in a good way putting all of those good energies out into the into the world and I'll put all of your links in the show notes obviously and if anyone listening doesn't follow Chloe yet I highly recommend it because you've definitely done a lot for me in terms of shifting this concept of manifestation out of this kind of I guess stale and dusty concept from the past into this really supportive tool that we can use in the modern day to help us become more mindful and more grounded in ourselves in a world where we are otherwise very distracted, very overwhelmed, and very disconnected all of the time. Yeah, it's time to take your power back. <laughs> I love that. What a good note to finish on. Thank you so much, Chloe. 
I really hope that you enjoyed today's conversation and enjoyed listening to Chloe talk about this topic as much as I love listening to her talk about this topic. This was such an exciting interview for me to do and such an exciting conversation for me to be able to bring to the podcast and share, I guess, another side of self-care that I really love doing, which is that spirituality side and that connecting with the relationship that I have with myself and those values that I have for my life and how that helps me move myself forward. If you want to find out more about Chloe and the work that she does, I have linked her website as well as her Instagram page in the show notes. And I've also linked a few of my favorite resources that she has created to help you dive into this topic of manifestation. And that brings us to the end of today's episode and to the end of our month focus on goal setting. I hope you've enjoyed the different episodes that I've brought to this topic, as well as the different conversations that I've been able to share with you around this topic. Be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and let me know what you think of this episode and the season so far. You can also reach out to me on Instagram as at fillupyourcuppod and send me a DM, or you can also send me an email to info at laurajaneillustrations.com. As always, all the links are in the show notes. I hope that you are inspired to go and start manifesting the life that you want to live in 2023. If you made it to the end of this episode, I want you to take a moment right now and remember that you are worthy of feel-good feelings. If you enjoyed today's episode, let me know by leaving a review or rating this episode wherever you like to listen to your podcast. And don't forget to hit subscribe or follow on your podcast streaming app so that you never miss out on new episodes. If you want to submit a question or a story for a future episode or add to our suggestion cup, you can do so by heading on over to laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash podcast or by clicking the link in the show notes. You can also reach out to me by finding the podcast on Instagram as at fillupyourcuppod and you can send me a DM with your questions, stories, or ideas for the show. Don't forget, you can't pour from an empty cup. So give yourself a big hug from me right now and promise me you'll do one thing today that brings you joy.